the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. That's right. There's nowhere I'd rather be than with you guys here, especially on my special three-hour edition of tonight's Andrea K. Show, and especially on National Coffee Day. Glad to have you guys with me. 888-344-1170, rolling into hour three of tonight's Andrea K. Show. And before the break, I was telling you guys, was reminding you how we talked on Wednesday night in our News You Can Use segment with a financial thought doctor, Dave Elhoff, about, uh, well, we never lie to y'all. Things, are, things are, are looking a little grim from an economic standpoint, and they're only going to get worse. Fed Chairman Powell has come up and said, look, I, we're, we're, we got to raise the rates. This might be pushing us towards a recession. And in particular, he signaled that that is going to lead to a, quote, softening of the labor market. And that means that if you are a business owner, just like when things are looking good and all the economic leading economic indicators are looking like the, it, things are going to be looking glorious, like in the Trump years, people are like, you know what? I'm going to invest in R&D. I'm going to, you know, um, start promoting people. I'm going to start hiring more. The opposite of that means business owners are going to have to start making some difficult decisions with hiring. And that means workers are going to be faced with having to try to find work. And so I reached out to somebody that I know, brilliant man, from Band of Hands, Aziz Badra, and to, to share with you guys about this unique concept about what Bands of, Band of Hands is all about. Whether And this is important for you to listen to if you are a business owner and also if you are a worker. And he joins me now. Hello, Aziz. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hi, Andrea. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here. Boy, doesn't he have a voice for radio, DJ Jalapeno? Huh. I, I might have my new fill-in guest host sometime if I ever need to take a night off. All right. There you go. Mm. Yeah, speaking of labor. So, um, yeah, um, in spite of the fact that the Biden administration likes to talk about how they've created all these jobs out there, um, the majority of people just kind of went back to work after COVID was lifted. And... Um, now we're looking at a, quote, softening of the labor market, which means unemployment's going to rise and job opportunities are going to lessen. You guys have a very unique company in what you do and your approach to hiring and approach to finding work. Tell everybody about Band of Hands. Sure, I'd be happy to, Andrea. Band of Hands, we're taking a whole different approach to employment. We really looked at what the market has, what the market is is needing at these points, um, the AB5 laws that have come into effect in California, I don't think any, it's any surprise to anybody that hiring, employment, and everything, anything that has to do with employment in California is just becoming more difficult, mm-hmm. um, just more problematic. I can 
guarantee you could walk into pretty much any business out there and they're breaking some compliance law without question. California is a very, very unfriendly place for business. And what we're doing is we're trying to make that a little bit easier. You know, small business people, 90% of all the businesses in the country, Andrea, are small business, meaning like 20 employees and under. I've been a small businessman all my life, and we wanted to create something that helps the small businessman, helps the small businesswoman in, in finding employees and focusing on why they got into business. I mean, nobody gets into business because they want to deal with employees. But the reality <laughs> no. is, no, right? But the reality is you want to be successful. And, the, and you know, the, the twin sister of success, I call it the ugly twin sister, is you got a lot of employees to deal with. And with employees comes a lot of things, including compliance, time and attendance, you know, PAGA lawsuits, uh, just uh, you name it, on and on and on. And what we're doing is we figured out how to simplify it. When the 85 law came into California, a lot of people still probably are not even aware of what that means and how they are breaking the law. You know, your typical uh, big money lobbyist groups, attorneys, accountants, real estate professionals, and a whole bunch of others, they got, they got a pass. You know, they got their little carve out from AB5, but there's so many industries out there that didn't get a carve out from AB5. So that means an example is all your fitness professionals. You know, if you're a well, a hang on, hang on, just a second. Let me let me interject a little bit, Aziz. And what what AB five sure. meant was you couldn't have it eliminated it, it, the independent contractor arrangement. Um, to re- to refresh your listeners' memory, remember when uh, you know the, what was the beauty of Uber? Why did the rates? Why was it so cheap to ride in an Uber versus a taxi? Right, because these were people using their own cars and they were independent contractors. And so AB five got rid of independent contractors, except for a few carve outs. Did I? explain that right? That's exactly right. Okay. And the bottom line is because there's more payroll tax and, and they put the burden on instead of the 1099 contractor reporting their income, they put the, the burden on the small business people to then collect and pay through payroll taxes. Right. And so companies like ours, many of them just hightailed it out of California and they said, we want nothing to do with it. We decided to embrace it. We decided to, you know, if we're going to work with W2 employees, then we want to go all in. We want to do it right. But I know from my past as a small business owner and as an employee, you know, being an employee for many years, it's got to be a win-win situation. It's got to make sense for the employers and it's got to make sense for the employees. And that's what we've created. So Band of Hands is kind of a safe harbor for employment, meaning employees can, we hire employees, we bring them on board with us. And once you're employed by Band of Hands, you can then go work at any one of the businesses that are on our platform. So, for example, Andrea, if you had five employees in your office if you, or in your uh, restaurant or in your fitness center, those employees could then become our employees, but yet they, can, they still can work for you, clock in by you, uh, they're paid by you. Everything is done exactly the same. The only difference is we become the legal employer of those individuals, which means Now, we take care of everything that you don't want to take care of. We take care of, uh, you know, all the the payroll, the taxes, the the time and attendance, the human resources, all of those things that no small business person really wants to deal with. We take care of that for them. And so now they can focus on just building their business and just doing what they want. And it's a true win-win because the employees at the same time, you know, post-COVID, as you mentioned with, with, uh, you know, with, with Powell and what's happening in the labor force, 
it's really difficult to find people out there. Mm-hmm. And one of the main things, it's, it's the flexibility. You know, people like the gig economy. People like Uber and things like that because they could work when they want to work. Yeah. What we've simply created is a way for them to do that, but do it under the W-2 umbrella. So now they get the employees get one W-2. They can work at multiple different businesses and yet get one paycheck. And it's, it's really wonderful for the employees because now you have that ultimate flexibility, but yet you have options. You can work at different places. You can pick up more hours because a lot of the employers are forced to, you know, I have a down the street, one of the restaurants we go to all the time. One of their, one of their waiters, good friend, he said, hey, I, I'm leaving here because I'm not getting enough hours. I'm going to go and get more hours with another restaurant. With our program, what happens is he doesn't have to leave. The binary nature of I work for you or I don't work for you, it's gone. You can work yeah. for several different restaurants at the same time. Um, now, if they were talking to Aziz Badra, founder and CEO of Band of Hands. Now, if in that instance, somebody's working at three different restaurants, because my understanding is, you know, um, you can work one shift or part time, cobble together multiple part time. If they become if they cobble together and it's 40 hours, are they considered a full-time worker at that point? They sure are. And guess what? Now that they're working 40 hours, they are, they are eligible for benefits. So we also provide benefits, which is a wonderful retention tool for the small business person. So the restaurant who is only giving you 18 or 24 hours a week, they don't have, they can now utilize the fact that we offer the benefits as a retention tool to keep that waiter, waitress, cook, whatever it may be, working at that restaurant. So it really creates a true win-win. And most importantly, just like, you know, the IRS is adding 87,000 more agents, Mm. the EDD here in California is is they're bringing on something like 200 more field agents. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the reasons why I'm kind of obsessed with Band of Hands is because of a personal experience I had. And years ago when I was co-host producer uh, for a radio show, um, he also had the radio show, which was a separate business from his financial planning practice, and he kept them separate, including I had a separate entrance. And one day when he wasn't there... um, some officials came through the door and raided his office and they threatened his young worker with a a phony lie that if he didn't participate and cooperate with everything they wanted, he would face $10,000 in fines. And so he buckled 20 years old. I left out the back because, you know, I, I, I I knew to not get involved. And, um, and, nor, and I wasn't involved in the financial planning side anyway, so it didn't have anything to do with me. Um, long story short, because Aaron cooperated, um, and it's like you said, the, the business owner thought he was doing everything right with the way he had 20 employees designated, some as part-time, some as salary, some as, you know, um, hourly. And because, you know, he, you know HR wasn't his his main business, his core business. He didn't know. And it was just a money-making scheme. Actually, it was even worse than that because what it was was a disgruntled worker who he rightfully fired and didn't have, she didn't have any rightful claim for ter- for wrongful termination. So she just thought she'd get back at him by having him raided. And it cost him a lot of money and fines. And that stuck with me. To this day, I've never hired anybody 
to work with me on my radio show because I know what this what they're, these local authorities are capable of doing. And you can be the most honest and think you're doing the right thing as a business owner. But let me tell you, they are coming for all of us. It's all about how they can make money off the backs of the business owners. And uh, this, so to me, if you don't have to be dealing with that, let Band of Hands deal with it, right? You Aren't you guys the first line of, uh, of defense when it comes to these kinds of claims, like workers' comp claims and EDD claims? That's exactly right. With When you join Band of Hands as a small business owner, you'll never see another EDD letter because it'll come to us. It doesn't come to you. You don't have to worry about that audit where they say, we want to see, I was in a previous business, you know, I was rated by at that time the INS. They came in and said, I want to see every I-9 and all the other documentation on every employee. And I had 150 employees, you know, going back for like three or four years. And it, it was an absolute nightmare for me. But that's what you deal with. With band of hands, that's gone because we become also the you know we can we manage and keep all the the management of all the documentation, so you don't have to worry about that. Andrew, we were rate not excuse me rated. We were audited by the EDD ourselves. I spent a year sending them you know boxes of paperwork, and at the end of the year, guess what? They sent us a letter that said no change, which means ah. we were doing everything right. But guess what? I still paid eighteen thousand mm. dollars in legal fees. You know, yeah. so you're right. It's all about the almighty dollar. They want to try, you know, California's got we're so far in debt, so they gotta get money wherever they can. The whole ploy about with A B five and converting to employees, it's all about payroll tax. I think there's like an estimated eight billion dollars that's gonna be generated from forcing people to become employees versus being uh ten ninety nine contractors. So we take that off their back. We, we help, you know, nobody gets in business because they want to deal with this stuff. They get in business because they love making flowers. They love, you right. know, running a restaurant. Right. They love doing what they want to do. But the, the byproduct of success is you become a, an employer and you spend half your day doing all the things about, you know, that have to do with employees that you don't want to do. We're professionals. This is what we do. We understand compliance. We understand HR. We understand time and attendance. We do all that for you. But most importantly, it's affordable because I know myself, you know, for what the small businesses are paying, whether it's ADP paychecks or somebody like that. Plus if you had a, an HR provider, like a bamboo or a Bambi, we basically do everything that they do. And we become the employer of record, which means we become the first line of defense when it comes to any kind of a problem or an issue that's had to deal with when it's, when employees are involved. And we do it for about the same price as you would pay just for those two things. So I encourage people to go to our website. You can go right there and you can uh, set up an appointment, talk to one of our salespeople. Um, go, you know, just just send us an email, info at bandahands.com. I'd love to talk to everybody because we want to really build this here in San Diego. We're already in seven different states and we're growing rapidly. And it's simply because we're giving everybody what they want. The employees are getting maximum flexibility and benefits, even though they're working at many different places. The employers, you know, the employers are getting access to a just-in-time workforce. Because I've had people say, well, they can just call a staffing company. And my answer is, what are you talking about? We're representing, and I'm talking to the people who are struggling to pay $15 an hour for minimum wage. How are they going to afford 
paying $25 or $30 right. an hour to a staffing company. They right. just can't. Yeah, there's the you upcharge. Know, so- on. Another thing I want to touch on briefly before I have to let you go uh, is that I know that um, when it comes to the agenda of the left in California, and one of the ways in which they prey upon businesses with the regulations is the diversity, equity, and inclusion. They make it, It's such a trap for you if you're hiring to try to, to, to be able to hire who you want and who's the best person for the job versus who uh, checks the boxes that the left thinks that you should be hiring from. And I think this is a one... Uh, uh, I, I would assume that this makes it possible uh, for people to hire, for businesses to hire who they want. And then they, whether it, they want to hire this person and keep them uh, on, uh, in their business for a shift, a week, or permanently. Um, I think that this helps uh, in that regard. Do you agree? Yeah, it absolutely does. And with our system, with Band of Hands, you can bring people in, you can try them. They could work for you for a day, a week, a month. It doesn't matter if that person's not the right fit. We can give you somebody else at no additional charge. So it helps you find people and kind of try before you buy, you know. Yeah. It also it also works great for the employees because we have what we call, you know, walk in and clock in. We got we got literally hundreds and thousands of people that are that are prepared to work and they literally can walk into any one of the businesses on our platform, clock in and go right to work. So because the nature and what's gone on with COVID, if you're looking for full-time people for a you know, $15, $18 an hour job, you're, you're going to have a hard time finding because people don't want to do that anymore. But if you join Band of Hands, what we're going to do, instead of having five full-time people, we're going to get you 15 part-time people so you have depth in those positions because now you're giving them the flexibility that they want, but you're getting the peace of mind by having more people to choose from as opposed to relying on just four or five people. And when somebody doesn't show up, as you and I both know, running small businesses, you know, Mm -hmm. we're not Walmart. If you need a hundred people on the floor, you bring in 110, it's okay. Small businesses can't operate that way. If you need five, you're trying to get by on four. Right. Well, there's just no downside for, for employers uh, to sign up with band of hands from, from what it sounds like to me. Tell everybody one more time how to, how to reach you and band of hands. Sure. Just go right to, you can go right to our website. It's band of hands, plural, bandofhands.com. You can, you can book an appointment right there. You can send an email to info at band of hands. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to share with you what we're doing, whether you have employees and you want to kind of, you want to convert them over to our platform or you're looking for people. That's what we do. We help you with all of that. Your EDD worries go away. Workers comp claims become our issue. And now you can focus on just doing what you got into business to do and not being the employer. Well, Aziz, thank you so much for being here. I told him 10 minutes, and I've kept him like 20, 20, 20 minutes. No <laughs> but, worries. No well, worries. You know, I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. All right. Okay. Y'all, thank they, you, Andrea. Take good care. Y'all know how much I love business. I love business. It's the lifeblood. Small business is the lifeblood of the American economy, and so I just love it so much, and I love anything that helps business. All right. We're going to take a break, though. we got a little business to take care of and a commercial break, and then we will be back, so don't you go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Okay, so I think it was last hour. I finally played for y'all that clip I've been holding for three days about this prime minister out of New Zealand talking at the UN about how we all global leaders, we all need to get together. Because we're not going to be able to accomplish our goals of what we want to do with this great reset. She didn't say that, but we know that's what this is about. We're not going to be able to accomplish our goals unless we get rid of these weapons of war uh, that are in the form of people saying things that don't jive with our narrative. Right. Um, One of the one of the people that I think does some of the most 
effective work out there in pushing back and sharing truth and truth is what the left is is calling disinformation is actually Russell Brand. I don't know. Give me a nod, uh, Jalapeno. Did you know that the f- actor, comedian Russell Brand has a YouTube channel that is so hardcore politically, so hardcore politically conservative that YouTube banned him? Yeah. Who who knew, right? Um, I've said before, maybe that's why Katy Perry dumped him because you know he was a, he was a closet conservative politically. Well, he has, and one of the things that this prime minister was talking about was tamping down the weapons of war, i.e., uh, dissenting opinion. Is she was referring to to the internet? And so I want to play this clip for you from Russell Brand talking about. Uh, disinformation and misinformation on uh, the internet. Uh, Clip two, please. We have been officially censored by YouTube. They took down one of our videos for misinformation. But why are big media organizations not censored for misinformation in the same way? Is it because YouTube are part of the mainstream media now? In the mistaken video, we said that the NIH were recommending the use of What we should have said is they're trialing That's what we should have said. You pointed that out to us. We made an apology video. We've taken that down as well. YouTube took down our original video. We've taken down the apology video because in case we reiterate the claim while apologizing for it. So both of those videos you can watch right now on Rumble. They're still live on Rumble. That's the reason we're joining them because they're not going to censor our content. And this misinformation strike and takedown demonstrates exactly what it is we're talking about. We made an error, in my opinion, a relatively small error and we're being penalized for me that looks like censorship and the reason i think it looks like censorship is because there's mainstream media misinformation up all the time now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person a vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus the virus does not infect them, the virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. Now, I think most of us know now that that's not true, but that video is up on YouTube right now. In my opinion, that's misinformation. So we're asking, is there one standard for independent news broadcasters like us on our channel and a different standard for what we would call the mainstream media? So he's basically been, you know, censored off of YouTube. It's so bad on YouTube. That I watch um, these <coughs> different, excuse me, different content creators on YouTube called Law Tubers, because y'all know I love uh, the law. I love to watch, uh, you know, true crime trials on there, and the Law Tubers all have a habit of using referring to something as the c word. Um, well, I wasn't able to broadcast yesterday and do and do my live stream yesterday because of the c word. What is the c word? COVID. They're not even they're not even doing anything political, but that's how censor that's how censored YouTube is right now over anything related to COVID. And what he did was he said he was referring to the jabs and he referred to something as a trial when it wasn't a trial or whatever. And he, and he put up the corrected video and they still took him down. So he's, he's done with YouTube. But when YouTube is at the point where you have to the new C word is COVID and you can't say the C word, that's how bad it is. Meanwhile, you can hear that that Maddow clip in which that is a flat out lie. It was never true that these shots would stop anybody from getting COVID or stop anybody from giving COVID. They still have that up on YouTube. COVID was a re- is, is a real virus, but the exploitation of it was even more real 
the real disinformation and misinformation has been coming from uh, the Fauci's, the NIH, the CDC, the NIAID, and beyond. And we all know that. We don't need to, we don't need to reiterate all the lies that we're told. But let me read you an excerpt before we take a break um, to, to connect the dots between the lies that you know were told about COVID-19 and the Great Reset. And this is an excerpt from Klaus uh, Schwab's uh, book. He is the founder and chairman of the World Economic Forum and the author of the book COVID-19, The Great Reset. And this is going to connect some dots also with some other things that are going on. At least 4 billion, quote, useless eaters shall be eliminated by the year 2050 by means of limited wars, organized epidemics of fatal rapid acting diseases and starvation. Energy, food, and water shall be kept at subsistence levels for the non-elite, starting with the white populations of Western Europe and North America and then spreading to other races. The population of Canada, Western Europe, and the United States will be decimated more rapidly than on other continents until the world's population reaches a manageable level of 1 billion of which 500 million will will consist of Chinese and Japanese races selected because they are people who have been regimented for centuries and who are accustomed to obeying authority without question. From the time there shall be artificially contrived food and water shortages and medical care to remind the masses that their very existence depends on the goodwill of the Committee of 300. That's an excerpt from Klaus Schwab's book. And a lot lot of people have noted, I haven't had a chance to get into it. We've had, um, there was another food uh, manufacturing plant uh, that's burning. We know that uh, the... uh, What he's referring to here is these rapid acting diseases. You know what all of this means. The planned starvation, the limited wars. We see all of this playing out before us. And that's why I I haven't talked a whole lot about the Ukrainian-Russian war, but I said from the very beginning that it was a part about ushering in the Great Reset. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. I do have some more information about the disinformation surrounding the shots and some truth that's now coming out so stay tuned we got that to share with you guys when we come back tomorrow is friday rolling into another glorious san diego weekend i'm super excited about that because the weather is going to be amazing and and then i've got a certain wedding to go to of somebody that i'm particularly fond of and if he happens to be listening right now just know that i continue to think about you and am praying over you guys um Next segment, there's actually a little good news coming about economic good news, possibly. I'm going to share that with you guys. But before the break, I was reading an excerpt from Klaus Schwab's book about COVID-19 and the Great Reset. That was just the perfect virus that they could use in order to seize control over America, completely change our culture, have uh, our businesses controlled, and on and on and on. Um, They have not given up, though, on the fact that even though uh, mandates have reportedly for many of us have been lifted, uh, the the attempts to continue to use covid against us for power will continue. Um, They're continuing to try to push just like with the, the Russell brain clip. There's a reason why YouTube still has that Rachel Maddow clip up lying about these shots. They stop people from getting the virus and stop people from giving it because they intend to continue 
to use COVID-19 as a part of the Great Reset. Ultimately, the plan will be, as a part of our digital profile, will include not only our social credit scores, will include whether or not we're buying the right products, will include um, social credit scores in the form of reviews of our social media. We know, Just like in New York City right now, they're going back three years looking at your social media before they'll allow you to, to buy a gun, right? Also, a part of the digital platform will be whether or not you're, quote, uh, up to date on your shots. We saw the narrative shift recently about uh, the, the in unison, everybody suddenly started talking about the flu again for the first time in years and about how this is why God gave us a right arm and why God gave us a left arm. You're going to go in and get the flu shot here and the COVID booster shot annually. This is the plan, right? In spite of the fact we had a, an Oxford study come out yesterday that said two shots increases your chance of getting COVID by 44%. Two shots. What will it do if you've gotten the third, the fourth, and maybe even the fifth? What's that going to do? We've got people dropping dead all over the place with uh, sudden adult death syndrome, right? We've got some actress out of Canada who's got a video out where uh, she describes having gotten the shot as been living hell. And now she's continued to got to continue to have Epstein-Barr where half of her face is frozen. I have a friend of mine who got Epstein-Barr years ago, not from the shot, and, and her movement never came back, never came back. And that person is still saying, you know what, this is what we've got to do. No, this isn't what we've got to do. They withheld the truth about these shots from us. And there's finally, we've got some brave people in the medical community that are stepping up now and saying we must put a stop to these shots. We must put a, put a pause. I've got an article here that came out from, this is from... Uh, Uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr., his outfit, uh, that leading doctors have joined a call to suspend, I think upwards of 200 doctors have signed on for this, to suspend all COVID-19 mRNA vaccines until side effects are fully investigated and the raw trial data from Pfizer's COVID-19 vax trials are released for independent analysis. We know we've had Dr. Naomi Wolf on the show many times now. She's got the largest team of people delving in. Twenty, I think upwards of 3,000 people now delving into these documents. And it's just it's just a monumental task, right? Because Pfizer wanted to hold on to those documents for 75 years. And the judge came back and said, no, you've got to start releasing them by 5,000 pages a month. They need to all be fully reviewed. She's already revealed some shocking stuff. They're actually the, even coming out now. The government isn't admitting. Um, it was labeled disinformation when women were coming out and saying, these shots are affecting my cycle. Oh, that was that was labeled and fact checked by Facebook and beyond as disinformation. Now they're coming out and saying, yeah, it was true, but don't worry about it. Can you imagine? So these doctors um, have all signed on to this. There was a doctor, Asim Malhotra, who was one uh, who's United Kingdom's most eminent uh, uh, cardiologist. He was one of the first to take two doses of the vaccine and promote it on Good Morning Britain on TV. And now he has written a two-part research paper called Curing the Pandemic of Misinformation on COVID-19 mRNA Vaccines Through Researched and Evidenced-Based Medicine. He says real world, da- real world data reveals that the non-elderly population, um, <clears throat> that in the non-elderly population, the number needed to vaccinate in order to prevent one death from COVID-19 runs into thousands and that reanalysis of randomized control trial data 
suggest a greater risk of suffering a severe adverse event from the vaccine than being hospitalized with COVID. Remember, the lie initially was if you get the shot, like the Rachel Maddow clip, if you get the shot, you can't get it or give it. Then they had to change it to, um, well, you can still get it and still give it, but you just won't be hospitalized. It actually increases your chances of being hospitalized. The article goes on to say a significant rise in cardiac arrest calls for this from his his paper. A significant rise in cardiac arrest calls to ambulances in England was seen in 2021. An extra 14,000 cardiac arrest calls in 2021 as compared to 2020. Um, A similar data emerging from Israel in the 16 to 39 year age group where there was a 25 percent increase in heart attacks or cardiac arrest associated with the Pfizer shot, but not associated with COVID-19. Because another thing they came out and said was, oh, it's the COVID-19 causing the myocarditis. It's the COVID-19 causing all these increase in heart attacks. Not true. And this coming from Pfizer documents. Citing the FDA's own website, he also highlights that testing positive for antibodies is an unreliable, unreliable marker for immunity or protection against COVID post-vaccination. He writes, it cannot be said that the consent to receive these agents was fully informed as is required ethically and legally. He says authorities and sections of the medical profession have supported unethical, coercive and misinformed policies such as vaccine mandates and vaccine passports, undermining the principles of informed consent. These regrettable actions are a symptom of the medical misinformation mess, the tip of a mortality iceberg where prescribed medications are estimated to be the third most common cause of death globally after heart disease and cancer. He goes on to describe um, the underlying causes for the failure and having to do with the, the fact that the guardians that are supposed to protect the public are in fact funded by the very corporations that stand to gain from the sale of these medications. In other words, the Fauci's that are supposed to be guarding our health are in partnership with the big pharma people that are making the billions off of us getting injected with this crap. He also cites a failure of public health messaging has also resulted in a wanton waste of resources and a missed opportunity to help individuals lead healthier lives with relatively simple and low cost lifestyle changes. And that's something that I talked about. If we knew the comorbidity in the form of adult onset diabetes and obesity was a leading cause. At no, at not one point did they ever tell you anything that you could do about your lifestyle that could make you less susceptible to getting it. He says there is strong scientific, ethical, and moral case to be made that the current COVID vaccine administration must stop until all the raw data has been subjected to fully independent scrutiny. He says, look into the future. The medical and public health professionals must recognize these failings and eschew this tainted dollar of the medical industrial complex. He says, we must use this as an opportunity to transform the system to to produce better doctors, better decision making, healthier patients and restore trust in medicine and public health. Until the raw data on the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines have been independently analyzed, any claims purporting that they confer a net benefit to mankind cannot be considered to be evidence-based. And you can go on to read, there's more to the article, but many other doctors chiming in and saying that he is the, the, um, the, his, he, he is, was um, recognized as a leading cardiologist 
It's one of the reasons why they were proud to have him at the forefront and at the front page and on all these major shows. And he has come out and said, this must stop. These shots must stop. And he's absolutely right in his analysis. And, of course, you're not hearing this anywhere on the Legacy Media. Time to take a break, our final break on tonight's Andrea K. Show. But we got more, so don't you go anywhere. How about the first openly transsexual Army soldier was working with the Ruskies? Let's talk about that, shall we? Don't go anywhere. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Okay, this is kind of a crazy story. That I, I can't really make head or, head or tails out of, out of this Army major and, and his wife, if you will, char- are charged in a plot to give medical records to Russia. And when I first saw this, it, it, I was like, medical records? What, what, you know, we're, we're used to hearing people being arrested if they are for espionage because, uh, well, Hillary should have been viola- charged uh, with violating the Espionage Act by, you know, spreading classified information on unsecured servers to where operatives had to be yanked out of the field in Yemen. Um, but it, it was traditionally in the form of spies like giving military secrets or like Christian Saucier had six photos on a phone and was yanked away from his family and thrown in the break for a year, but not medical records. Like, what would an anesthesiologist have? Here's the story, and it's kind of crazy. Major Jamie Lee Henry, 39, and Dr. Anna Gabrielson, Gabrielin, 36, allegedly gave the highly sensitive health care data to an undercover FBI agent who they believe worked for the Russian embassy last month, according to an unsealed indictment. Even more hinky to the story is Major Jamie Lee Henry is the first U.S. Army major um, who is openly trans. Although the indictment still refers to Henry as he threw out. Hat tip to the DOD for that. Um, because it, uh, from the looks of this picture, there's not, been a, <laughs> there's not been a whole lot of transitioning done besides some ill-done makeup and some really gaudy accessories. Um, don't over-accessorize if you're whatever, whatever your gender you're portraying yourself to be. So, um, and it's also weird because... I'm confused by relationships to where if hubby decides at some point that he wants to be uh, live his life as a woman, you're going to stay married to him as a woman. I find that really odd. Um, and what I think and a lot of people are talking about this and leading the story with first transgender uh, arrested for espionage. I think it's interesting. I think that it's the first transgender happens to you know be arrested for espionage. I don't want to give the impression that I'm tying the two together as though transgender people are going to violate you know the espionage laws. Um, what I do think uh, it's important to point out is that when the left tries to push transgender I- I- in our culture, it's that we've got to act as though they're greater somehow than non-transgender people. We need to have transgenders uh, people in the military because it brings some special uh, cultural element to the military. No, it doesn't. There no, they're, you know, no, it doesn't. Even if you think that they're fit for service physically to be called up to duty, um, that's one. One argument. Don't try to pretend to me that it somehow brings some extra value to a unit. It doesn't, right? And this is an example why there's no extra. There's no extra value here because this person was transgender. Um, the wife, Gabrielin, 36 years old, is an anesthesiologist. Initially, according to the report, uh, Henry had reservations. Dude, who now wants to be a woman, transgender, had reservations about handing over the health records because it would be a violation of HIPAA. It wasn't a problem for him. 
that he was that he was handing over secrets to the enemy to Russia. Oh, that wasn't a problem for him. He was just concerned about violating HIPAA. <laughs> Not very bright. <laughs> this Henry dude was. Um, the wife anesthesiologist, Dr. Anna Gabrielin, she allegedly told the FBI agent uh, that Henry was a coward over the HIPAA concerns and that she violated the law all the time. No explanation as to how she did it. Um, one of the patients that they were giving these sensitive medical records to is married to an officer of naval intelligence, and the undercover agent was told the spouse had a medical issue that Russia could exploit. Now, Gabrielin, we don't know what that is. That wasn't revealed in this, but uh, the Dr. Anna Gabri- Gabrielian, I don't know how you say her name, has allegedly told the undercover agent during uh, one of the first meetings that she was motivated by patriotism. Uh, even if it meant being fired or jailed, and I quote, she says, the way I am viewing what is going on in Ukraine right now is that the United States is using Ukrainians as a proxy for their own hatred towards Russia. She told the agent she had contemplated volunteering to join the Russian army, the indictment said. Henry's attorney declined to comment on the charges, but said his client was released on home detention. An attorney for Wifey Poo couldn't immediately be reached uh, for comment, I'm so curious as to how some woman's uh, health records could be used to compromise a naval intelligence officer. But um, I guess it could. I guess if you're a naval intelligence officer, depending on what your what your tour of duty is, and you've got a wife with maybe cancer or something, it's a way to to exploit um, uh, that that person. So interesting story there for me. I don't know. Do you think it's more? Is it really that interesting? I don't know. Jalapeno isn't that impressed with my story choice. <laughs> um, you know, I think it is. This is real. This is real. There is. This is real espionage here. Espionage and violation of the Espionage Act isn't involved in Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago empty file folders. Right. And there was some breaking news uh, today on that. Um, there was the this Deary guy, this special master that that the Trump lawyers had put up as a possibility. Uh, they had actually recommended Deary. I expressed my concerns on Deary, and I think they my concern pro- concerns proved to be true because Deary came out as special master and said that that the uh, Trump needed to prove. Uh, needed to do two things. First of all, prove his claims that. Um, on a variety of different fronts, including that he felt that evidence could have been planted by the FBI. And Derry also wanted the Trump team to validate the inventory of items that the FBI took. Which, um, and I'm glad, I'm grateful that a judge stepped in and said no. That when Judge Cannon issued the order, um, uh, and it gets kind of complicated in the weeds, um, but she said that Deary's request overstepped the bounds of Cannon's order and that the, gov- the government uh, ordered that asked the government for a verified certified inventory list. So Judge Cannon went to the Department of Justice and said she's the one who ordered a special master. And she said to the government, you need to verify the inventory list. So then Deary comes in and tries to put the onus on Trump and his team to verify the inventory list. And in doing so. If Trump verified anything on the list, then he could be implicating himself in an indictment by verifying something that they don't that they uh, 
possibly believe was planted? Why? Why would I have to verify the government's a, a, a government's list to me? Trump wasn't there when these records were taken. Trump doesn't probably even know what was in these boxes. This was what his team. And even if he did, how was Trump supposed to? And why would Trump be forced to? Agree, basically, with the government's case against him. It's insane. So I'm grateful that this judge, I'm not sure if I explained that well, um, but, you know, and, you know, the leaks also were supposedly that there were nuclear codes in there. Now we come to find out that there's only somewhere of more than maybe 100 documents when before uh, there were leaks that involved thousands of documents. Um, so hat tip to Judge Cannon for pushing back against Deary and telling him, no, uh, you, the, my order does not include any onus on the Trump uh, on the Trump team to cooperate and do the work for the Department of Justice and to basically implicate himself. So we'll ha- we'll have to see going forward um, uh, if my further predictions on Deary were true. Um, but so far, not impressed with him. And I'm gl- I'm grateful that Trump has Cannon looking over him. Um, meanwhile, uh, you know, we've got real espionage going on in our own Department uh, of Defense. And not because this person was transgender, but I certainly do think, like I said, that it just goes to show that this, this movement of trying to push transgender uh, as some type of value on its own as a part of the military is, is uh, proven uh, to be a myth there. All right. Tomorrow's Friday fun day. We're going to be bringing you guys the hot topics of the day. Of course, Friday Funday means Bob Walters, who's going to be here with his education roundup for the week. I'm going to be looking for a little Friday Funday. I might actually revive a little trivia game for you guys for that. So uh, stay tuned. I'll be posting on the socials tomorrow. Any information on that? Um, you can follow me on all the socials at Andrea Acacia. We've got our 24-hour comment line, 844-814-5227. And peace out. Love you all. Have a great night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.